spoken lately. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I have a dream that at moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I have dreamed waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass for more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins, where it all came from, since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Ambien's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material. Spoken Label Hi, it's Ambien from Spoken Label. Thank you today for streaming or downloading another episode of Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up on beginning of the 2016 and as of speaking has currently nearly 300 sessions. The full archive is available on Spoken Label full stop bandcamp.com although it is available for free for stream and download if you wish I am always grateful for any sort of kind of donation to enable me to keep the running costs of this podcast going. And enjoy. Take care. Bye-bye. Spoken Label. Hi, guys. Andy N. Spoken Label. Back in the house on an Easter Monday. Yeah, I'm podcasting over Easter. But hey, it's got to be done. Now, I've got a lovely lady with me today. And kudos to our mutual friend, Katie Haig, who I've just found out is actually almost a neighbour of this lady I'm speaking to. So it's great, this. So thanks for this, Katie. Um, your friend here has been really, really interesting lady so far to talk to off mic. So, Kimberly, I'm just going to let you go for it, OK? For people who don't know you then, first of all, would you like to introduce yourself? And obviously, tell people obviously who you are and a little bit about your background and what we're going to talk about today, because it's not, obviously, it's, for once, it's not uh, writing-related, it is, but it's still very, very interesting. Well, that's great, and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to, to speak to yourself and your followers, and again, thanks to Katie for that. Um, my name's Kim, uh, Kim Goldie, and um, I am known as the Lancashire Wellness Witch. Um, I have quite a strong and keen background in healthcare. I actually work for the NHS as a proper job, if that's what you want to call it, um, as my day job um, as a healthcare assistant. And I've done that for a little over 10 years. Um, and so health and healing and, and helping people to feel better is something that I've always been into. Um, I'm taking a more holistic route with that. Um, so that means looking more at the person as a whole rather than the symptom mm. that they have um so that's that's the basis of, of holistic healthcare is treating the person as a whole um and i call myself the lancashire wellness witch because as well as being into health and wellness and holistic care um i do also practice witchcraft so i've kind of tried to combine the two it's, interesting so, yeah, mix. it's an interesting mix of that really so you said before is that you started off in the nhs didn't you just over 10 did, years yeah. ago did your interest in witchcraft and holistic stuff come before that, or has it come naturally over time? Um, it's something that I've been interested in for much, much longer than I've, I've been involved with the NHS. Um, I, I, as a kid, it was something I was always interested in, um, you know, potion making and all that kind of stuff. Um, and as an adult, I've come to learn that there's, there's, there's a lot more to it than... Um, 
than the kind of stuff you see on the TV and the, the basics and the history behind witchcraft. Uh, they were mainly healers. They, they were the, the village wise woman, uh, most witches uh, back in the day. And, and they used their knowledge of herbs um, and local plants to create medicines and tinctures and, and things to help soothe people and, and heal people. Um, and so it's always been in my mind, something that I've been interested in and I've researched a lot. Uh, and then working for the NHS was just kind of a job that I fell into, perhaps because I was interested in, you know, looking after people anyway. Um, and yeah, so on and off over the years I've been in the NHS, I've 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 come back to the the holistic side and the witchcraft side of of healing people and treating people. Um, and there is a big crossover between what we call um you know, modern medicine as we know it, which is your GPs and your doctors and your nurses and things like that, and um, and traditional, more traditional methods. Um, so it's interesting to see where a lot of the treatments we use today, where they come from um, in what would be the olden times, you know, the way people were treated with more natural remedies, herbs and things like that. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of a natural crossover, but I've been interested in, uh, in health and, and witchcraft for a long, long time, yeah. Yeah, now it's interesting because I was reading an article, obviously, that Katie's referred me to. And I, think, mm. having, I think she did this article, actually, about what you saw fairly recently. When you've stated it, and I want you to expand on this before we start, you've said, I listened to the quote when you were saying, there's a lot of misconceptions about witchcraft and paganism. Mm-hmm. What little I know about it, I, said, I know more about the Buddhist science. I used to be full on Buddhist myself years ago. And I think you're right. Mm. What I know about it is, yeah, there certainly is, like, not what I say witchcraft, obviously, is a myth of and there's darkness behind it. And mm. I, I want you to explain to people that you know more than I do, certainly. <laughs> so explain, give us a bit more details about it then, obviously, so we can get rid of some of these word after word looking for, misconceptions, that's a good word. Yeah, of course. There are there are a lot of misconceptions, and I think we have Hollywood to thank for that, as we do with most things. You know, things are kind of glamorised, dramatised, and, and, um, and things like paganism I remember watching a film many years ago I can't remember the name of the film but it had Dan Aykroyd in it and they were chasing down a a gang of evil bad guys and they were all pagans and they meet them at this pagan festival and they were like you know these real kind of bad guys and there was a there was some kind of weird sacrifice going on and all that sort of stuff so this is the impression that that the general public have um now there are different kind of arms and and branches to paganism um you know there's traditional pagans there's what we we have these days like modern or neo-pagans um which use some of the old traditional methods and and celebrations but do it in a more um modern way um and there's also uh wicca which is you know is branched off from paganism but that is more, you will find more Wiccans that are witches usually than you will pagans that are witches um, because Wiccans are more about um, the natural world and the flow of the earth and, and working with the seasons and that kind of thing, which is very much how um, witchcraft is based. So the misconceptions have come um, largely from from Hollywood dramatizations, and and there's a lot of things that happened you know, in history between the Christians and the Catholics and the pagans, and they were all quite well-known religions and they were all kind of fighting for their place. And and in some circumstances, um, ideas were kind of pinched from other religions and turned into modern day practice now. Um, but, but paganism is, is very much about um, 
about the earth and respecting the earth and nature's way for things. Um, I know a lot of pagans, a lot of people that celebrate the pagan festivals. And I can honestly say I've never once seen uh, anything that's worried me or I've felt uncomfortable with, or there's certainly been no, you know, goat sacrifices or, you know, holy (laughs) virgin sacrifices or any of that kind of stuff. It's generally just about having a good time. You know, pagans want to respect the earth and enjoy themselves while they're here. Yeah, it's nothing like what you see in Bewitched, not Bewitched, um, Charmed, which I know my wife's yeah, watching oh gosh, in the reruns no. at the moment. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's engaging watching, but it's nothing like the reality at all. So, no, completely. Now, like I said, for, I know, obviously, I want to talk to you mostly today about the shop that you've opened up recently over mm-hmm. in, I think it's Haywood, isn't it? It's near when you live That's correct, place. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I used, to, I used to work at Haywood years ago as well, so that was a long time ago as well. So, <laughs> but yeah, well, tell us about the, what made you want to then, obviously, your shop's your full-time activity, your full-time practice now, isn't it? So I'm presuming yeah. you, know, you won't have time to do work in the NHS anymore. So tell us about... Well, I, did, I, am, um, I am actually doing both still. I'm, oh, I, my, power, right. my, yeah, my, my hours with the NHS um, became part-time. Ah, um, right, so yeah, this, yeah. this was another project to kind of try and try and fill my time with um so I'm still very much practicing um and I've actually got an exam to sit on Friday for um, a qualification yeah so, Good luck, mate. so I'm still Thanks very exams. much <laughs> I am still hey. very much um, with the NHS but um the shop came about because it, it just became really obvious to me that there was a lot of people in the local area that were interested in the same kind of things that I was but didn't necessarily know you know where where to go or who to contact to to find the ingredients they needed or get the the advice that they wanted um you know and I was talking to a customer just this morning who said you know it's not the kind of thing that you google you know where where are my local witches it's one of those those <laughs> things so yeah um so although oh, I'm not boy. you know we're, we're not organized we're not an organized coven by any stretch um but I do think that the shop is is a place to provide um, a space for people to come and, and learn about witchcraft, wicca, paganism, um, herbal remedies as well. There's, you know, my background is in health, so there's there's a lot of um, um, herbal and holistic options in the shop as well. And I've also got, um, which I'm really proud of, like a community library area. So a lot of people have donated books. On is, this on the, is this on like the that. Wicker Library you've also asked? Yeah, that, that's, that yeah, Casey yeah. mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to provide that because the books are quite expensive to buy on subjects like that. And I think if, if it's not something you're 100% sure what path you want to follow or even if you want to follow a path at all, um, you know, going out and buying a load of books, that, and there are so many books out there as well, it can be quite confusing what, you know, what you think is the right advice and, and who you should be following and this kind of thing. So I thought if I got a load of books on all the different areas, so there's the spell casting books, there's herbal remedy books, aromatherapy books. Um, I've even got one on from Reader's Digest, I think it is, from wow. the, uh, <laughs> the nervous system, the brain and the nervous system or something like that. So, oh, wow. yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot there, but it, it's just something for people to come and just have a look, you know, before they commit to a certain path and, and spending a load of money on, on books and, and ingredients and tools and stuff um, for them to just learn. I just want to help to educate people a little bit and, and help them to make their own choices on, on you know, what they want to do. 
Yeah, brilliant. I can see that from looking at the articles I've been reading up on you. You said, like, obviously, this is worth saying for this is your article on the Rochelle Online, where mm. the Wicker Library people to quote is a Wicker Library people come in, sit down and read, as well as been offered ritual workshops to go and let off bad energy. So tell us next then about the ritual workshop. What exactly are you doing with that? Okay, so that's I'm glad you've asked me about that because I was a little bit reticent at first to use the word ritual for obvious reasons. Yeah, I'm a Muslim. I thought it was just interesting to choice of words. Yeah. <laughs> it can be a little bit of a scary word, um, but I think I, I decided the same same as as why I decided to keep the, the word witch in the business name because I want people to understand that these are in our communities and the people that that we are around they're very normal words to use and it's not something you should be afraid of. A ritual, um, I, I do the, the workshops to help people understand how they can. Uh, access the energies that they want to use so for example Hmm. um, the last workshop I did was a full moon ritual Um, now anyone that's into the practice would be very aware that full moon is a great time for releasing that energy yeah so we did um, a a workshop around that and it was uh, a small group of, of five people plus me um and we selected some crystals and some herbs um and there was some spell work involved and we did it as a group um and we used each other's energy to kind of help get rid of the stuff in our lives that didn't serve us anymore and it i called it a ritual because it is it is a ritual in the sense um that you do you know a certain set thing to 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 achieve your goal but I mean a ritual can be I said this to Katie as well it it can be something as simple as making your cup of tea in the morning everybody will have a a certain cup that they like to use and a certain way that they stir the tea or a certain point that they add the milk and all these little elements that build up so that that final thing of you having your morning brew is a ritual of sorts because it's something that you do consistently for an end goal and you do it with intention you know you, you pick a certain cup for a certain reason and that's basically what what ritual is. It's not it's not as scary as it might sound. Interesting, yeah. Now I want to talk also ask next then. Um, obviously, when you come together in your group, and obviously, like in this, we say it's quoted here, you can take on some of your made on the workshop, such as a moon buckle. Now I've not come across that before. So tell us what a moon buckle is next. Okay, so this um, this ritual workshop we did um, on the full moon it's quite common practice within witchcraft um, Mm. to uh, set out a bottle or a container of some sort with water in to charge under the full moon ah right right on a windowsill somewhere where the moonlight is going to charge the water up and then you use that in your spell work or you can make your morning brew with it you can water your plants with it whatever your intentions are for that particular energy um so i thought it would be nice because the ritual was based around the full moon to have everybody take home a, a bottle a little glass bottle that we'd filled with crystals and herbs throughout the ritual um, and then they take that home as their own then. So each full moon, they can reuse it, fill it with the water and, and charge it, charge the moon water up. Right, right. Now I'm getting on. That, that, that makes make sense now. Somebody, this thing, I knew, I'm sure you helped scatch up my knowledge in this sort of thing. I knew some other stuff we were going to talk about today, but other things not. Now, I can see on your website as well, obviously you do tarot card reading as well. Mm-hmm. Now, did this come out to you about the same time or did this come later on again? Yeah, at the same sort of time as I, I was really taking an active interest um 
learning about the different kinds of witchcraft that there are and the different paths that you can take. Um, and I thought it was really interesting and I wasn't sure how it worked. And, you know, at first I was quite sceptical. I thought, well, it, you know, it, it's just a deck of cards. What can it tell you that, you mm. you know, that you're not kind of don't already know yourself? And anyway, my my partner, Chris, very kindly bought a deck for me because I've been kind of mentioning, oh, I quite like it. I'd like the idea, I like the idea. So he bought a deck for me and, um, you know, I did a bit of research and this particular deck, I just felt, was meant to be mine you know I had a real connection with these cards and and it's the only deck I have several decks but this particular one is the only one that I really use to do readings with and so far I found that all the readings I've done for both myself and customers and friends and family have all been fairly accurate and and that's just something that's come to me it's not there are plenty of books on tarot and plenty of websites you can you can visit and you know that's great if you want to research it but I think something that's intuitive like that you, you know you you either feel it or you don't um yeah, and a lot of my friends use different types of cards as oracle cards and some people do rune casting and Heard I've that, tried that, that. yeah I, yeah it's unusual, <laughs> You're unusual. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've tried rune casting but it doesn't for me I, I I don't have the same feel for it as I do for tarot cards so it's not kind of a one a one tool fits all everybody connects to different different tools differently yeah I agree I've got several friends that do tarot card readings. One of them, a friend of mine does makes a living off it in Brighton and he mm. uses angel cards, he does. Yep. So like, and he's, he said exactly the same thing you've said, where it's, you, you know, I think almost instantly when you pick the pack up, you know, there's something there. It's like, yeah. as a, I'm a writer and I often, or I can drive a shop, a shop mad and you must be the same when you use some things, yours are instinct. I can go into a, a shop, I buy a new pen for writing and I could be t- picking up 10 to 15 pens for a pick up that pen and you just know it and the same yeah. thing goes with tarot cards and angel cards what I can understand straight away there's something yeah. that grabs you isn't there straight away so there, there is there's a there's a there's a reason that you that you need that particular I, I use the word tool because that's what they are a, a, you know a pen to a writer is is an important tool um a deck of tarot cards um to a medium is an important tool um a wand to people that like to use them is an important tool. These these are the kinds of things, and they do they these items do choose you. And you know, like you said, you could go through twenty pens and and, and you'll find that one. And you go, yeah, this 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 feels right. Exactly, it's exactly the same. Most of the the tools that I use, crystals, herbs, I I choose them for the spell work that I do intuitively. I just I, I pick the ones that I feel that I need to use at the time, unless I'm doing something very specific, because there are certain herbs obviously that have, that have well-known properties and you have to use them in a certain way. So, but yeah, when it comes to, to choosing tools for the work, they do, they choose you rather than you choosing them. Yeah. yeah it's always way that I believe it straight away. Now, the other thing that I've come, not come across before in your shop was, I'm just trying to find the ritual bath soaks. Mm. Now, yeah, that sounds interesting. Tell us about that then. So again, going back to the the ritual side of things, um, ritual baths are are an ancient practice. Um, If you look back in history, they've been a huge part of a healing process for, you know, Cleopatra very famously bathed in ass's milk, I think it was, and goat's milk or something. And and so ritual baths have been a very, very big part of, um, of a healing process for many, many years. Um, So I took the knowledge that I have um, through the NHS um, and dermatology knowledge that I've gained with them and my aromatherapy knowledge and I developed bath salt. So 
um, things like Epsom salts and different types of essential oils and herbs, when mixed together, can can make quite a, a potent bash potion, if you like. Um, and some of them are for specific purposes, like a full moon bath, for example, it's a good time to do a cleansing, um, or just if you feel like you need that kind of time to yourself. And we call them ritual baths because it is a, it is a full event. It's not just running a bath and jumping in it. Um, you know, there were, there's, there's candles lit and there's um, affirmations are said before you get in the bath. There's lots lots that's involved. Um, and they've, they've been very, very popular, um, mostly amongst women. For obvious reasons, I think guys are still not quite on board with you know sitting in the bath with the bubbles, but yeah, oh, I, um... I am, I am, but I'm not, I'm not a normal man <laughs> <It's stretching water. laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my other half doesn't do baths because he's six foot three, so he can't get in most. Oh, oh, wow, good God, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm six so... foot. Yeah, I've got a friend, my best mate, six foot four, and, I, and yeah, yeah, he has the same problem as your partner. Struggles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, but wow. having said that you can you know you can turn a shower into a, a ritual event if if you choose to there's it's the, the the water itself is the cleansing element so whether that's sitting in it or being soaked in it, it the, the effect is the same yeah i think my, my wife says i'm a, a, it's a ritual when i go in the bathroom because she can never get me out of it <laughs> i think that's slightly different to what we're talking about today <laughs> yeah, yeah completely with oh excellent now now seriously now saying we'll start winding down now because obviously there's a couple of things I want to touch on before we wrap up today but I know obviously your shop itself you've got all your, all your various blends of herbal teas and cups mm-hmm. haven't you now tell us about the herbal teas herbal teas of it then is this come from like a trial and error pack whatever you think right for yourself and is it my instinct again you're just stopping yeah. this sort of stuff yeah, there's there's a little bit of both. It's very knowledge based. Um, I've done a lot of research into different types of teas and herbs that can, because some can't safely be turned into teas for obvious reasons, and some don't go very well with others, and some can counteract the effects of other herbs. So there's there's quite a lot of research involved. Um, I started with a very basic recipe of I like peppermint tea, just just plain old peppermint tea. You can buy it absolutely everywhere. Um, and I drink a lot of that anyway. Um, so I kind of thought, well, that would make a good base for a tea because it, it tastes nice and it's refreshing. So then I started researching the different kinds of herbs that would go well with that and what kind of effect you wanted them to have. So the most popular tea that I make is one called Feel Good Tea. Um, and it is a peppermint base and it has um, elderflower and yarrow in it and those herbs all work together to create like um like a calming effect you know it just makes you feel Mm. it's like a nice little natural um calmer um but without being sedating because you can you can get teas that that do you know sleepy teas that that do help you go to sleep herbal remedy wise um but this is more of a just kind of giving you a nice little glow shall we say um and that's because of the way the herbs work together and so yeah so there's there's a, an element of what I like to drink. I kind of figure if I if I like it and I you know and I want other people to enjoy it, then it's a good thing to stock. Um, and then there's a, a huge element of of knowing what herbs to put with what to make a decent tea in the first place. Yeah, no, it makes sense completely. So, okay, now obviously, so start winding down like I said before. Now, I always like to ask people two quick questions to conclude with. Really, is second to last one, Kim, is obviously. What plans do you have going forward for the shop? Is there anything you can reveal or talk about? 
Well, if you want to have the exclusive scoop here, Andy, there is some big news happening with the shop. Um, uh, Yeah, and very, very few people know about it. So now seems like a good time to bring it up. Um, The shop where I'm at in Haywood at the moment, um, I rent the space above an existing business. Mm. And the guy who has the main unit shop, whatever you want to call it, is actually leaving. Um, So the so the, the lease is coming to an end. Now, I couldn't take on the whole shop myself. It's a big unit and it's very expensive. Mm. So it was looking like the end before the beginning um, for the Lancashire Wellness, which for the shop side of things. However, um, an opportunity has arisen almost serendipitously with some people that we know at the mill that we've been at today. Oh, um, right, yeah. yeah. People are wondering, so, obviously, what you talk about there. You suppose you better tell people about that, haven't you? You were talking yeah, about, we spoke about before. that before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> good, things come to the, good things always come around circles, I believe. <laughs> they do. So the mill to which I refer, um, you and I had a conversation briefly before we started the interview. Um, it's in Middleton and it's on Townley Street, um, an old mill called The Lodge. And it's being restored um, by a, like a community project. And, and we know the people that have bought it. And so we help them out and do a lot of community work with them and that kind of thing. And they have some units in there, retail units and workshop units and all this kind of stuff. So when we were there helping a few weeks ago and the conversation about the lease came up and I was like, really, I don't know what to do. I don't want to give it up. But, you know, it's I'm going to struggle to find reasonable retail rents. They kind of said, well, funny you should mention um, because we've got a unit that's about to become empty at the end of April and if you want it it's yours so it kind of just happened and I believe it was meant to happen in that way Uh, it all sort of fell into place so hopefully um, by the end of May the shop as it is now won't be existing in Haywood anymore but it's going to be moved lock stock barrel and witch over to Middleton um, and that's where we'll be trading from um, probably by the end of May. Excellent. That probably suits us well in the podcast here because this never goes live straight away after the podcast finishes. It's, well, I'll take the date afterwards. We'll work it out in a bit, right? right. But that probably, probably actually suits up about right for you as well. So that's excellent oh, amazing. news. So it's great news indeed to that. So now, obviously, to wrap up today then, looking at the time, you know, if people want to find out more about you, Kim, and obviously this pro- what's going on here, where do you recommend the go-to? The, the best place of, to find out information and to contact me um, is probably via the Facebook page. I, I do have an Instagram page, um, but I don't post much information on there. I just kind of do the pictures and the videos of the stuff that we've done. Um, so Facebook, um, I'm on Facebook as the Lancashire Wellness Witch. And you can message me on there. Um, you can find out I have on the events page, any of the ritual workshops that are coming up are always on there. Any new stock that we've got, um, basically whatever I'm up to um, and whenever I'm doing it, it will be posted on the Facebook page. So that's that's your best bet, really. Yeah, you've got a website as well, haven't you? So the-wellness-witch. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it on the yeah. right up. It does go, it's a bit complicated, that one. Yeah, I'm not, I've, I've kind of set it up, but I'm not great with technology and it took me forever to just get like a welcome page. So I'm, that's kind of still in the works at the moment. So yeah, for, for contact and for, for up-to-date information, I even like, if I have to close the shop early for, for you know, some particular reason, I post that on the Facebook page. So anything that's going on will we'll end up, we'll go on there before it goes anywhere else. Brilliant. And get yourself keep around, but all, all the mediums, I would say. Now, the last bit, obviously, we need to let people aware of is obviously 
obviously, as long as it's opening in Haywood, it might change if you go to Middleton. But what are your opening hours at the moment? So at the moment, <clears throat> I'm open Thursday, Friday and Saturday, um, and I open 10 till 4. Um, that's pretty standard hours. Every now and again, something crops up. I have to do a clinic uh, for the NHS or, or whatever. Something might happen and I have to change those. But the standard hours are 10 till 4, Thursday, Friday and Saturday. I would always recommend as well, if you're going to come along to see Kim, is obviously perhaps check in advance in case the shop's not going to be open that day. It makes common sense. But anyway, Kim... It's been a pleasure chatting today. I've actually really enjoyed this. So it's oh, been I'm glad. really, really refreshing. You've been really open as well. So hopefully people will get something from this. And obviously after you move to Middleton, like I said, it'll I'm not I'm not here to say what it's going to do, but in some ways it might suit you better changing locations sometimes anyway. So all yeah, the best. All, so. all the best for your project now. Hang around, I do need to chat to you off the microphone anyway. Sure. Some things we need to sort out. But it's been a pleasure today. Thank you very much. Oh, thanks for having me, Andy. I appreciate it. Night. Okay, guys and girls, well, that's it from Spoken Label today. As Don Callis used to say in Impact Wrestling, and I like the saying still, is stay safe and stay over, and we will see you all next time. Spoken Label.